always do it on my own so i gotta get through it and the only thing i know is to love what i'm doing never give up never slow till i finally prove it never listen to the no's i just wanna keep moving keep my head up when i act head up that's a fact never looking back i'ma keep myself on track keep my head up staying strong always moving on feel i don't all right, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today we are with Tanner Root. How are you, sir? Did I say your name last name right? Yeah, Tanner Root. Perfect. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into uh, driving a monster truck. Absolutely. So I, I was uh, from Minnesota. I'd always go to the Metrodome, go see the monster truck shows. I was a big fan. I always wanted to be a part of it. Um, once I kind of grew up, I moved down to Florida where a lot more monster truck shows kind of happened. My mom took me to displays and just, just to go wherever, kind of meet the drivers, talk to drivers, started helping out crew in wherever I could. You know, I, uh, it was funny one time, um, at an autograph session of Matt Pegalarulo, uh, you know, I was like, Hey, I like your truck music. And then I ended up later down at the night, ended up helping them. They didn't know me. They didn't know. And I was like, Hey, what can I do to help out? You know? wherever I can he's like well like uh add me on Facebook and you know we'll reach out to you and then ended up and then the long story short worked for that team for a while and um got another call opportunity to go work with uh two extreme racing and then kind of took that and been driving since and just kind of make the most of it you know a lot of people always ask what does it take to get into monster trucks um it takes a lot of hard work and just you know sometimes you kind of have to sacrifice you know my mom sometimes would go to shows and sleep in the car just to sacrifice you know so having them family members around you to make them sacrifices, but you also have to sacrifice. I mean, sometimes I work to do a show a hundred dollars or volunteer sometimes, you know, where just trying to get your foot in the door. And sometimes you have to do that. And that takes with any industry, you know, maybe even NASCAR or any motor sport, you know, just be around it. And, you know, it's, I know this is kind of a bad saying, it's not what you know, it's who you know, but it truly is, you know, the more you reach out and people understand who you are, you know, they really want to work with you. Very true. Very true. How many teams have you worked with? Um, so I've worked with, uh, the Peg Rulo crew. That was the first one I kind of went on the road with. And that was actually my first, uh, went to like a different city doing different shows. So it was a cool experience. Um, did two extreme racing. That was my first driving opportunity. I was with that team for, uh, two years. Um, trying to count. I've, I've driven for a couple other, uh, you know, great promote. I've worked with Donnie and his aftershock truck did a, a one show with him recently. Uh, worked with uh, Mike Vodders, you know, he's definitely a legend in the industry. So it's really cool and got the opportunity to drive, you know, Junior's truck uh, over Kill Evolution was an opportunity, um, you know, let alone the, the history behind that truck. And then the owner himself, Vodders, you know, he's been there, done that. Same with Jim Crete, you know, it's the people I've been around has been absolutely amazing. Um, we were just in Europe and I was around Dan Patrick, you know, the this gentleman's, you know, been there, done that. So it's really cool opportunity just to talk with them people and kind of get their feedback and it's definitely a good feeling once they're kind of talking to you hey you know you're doing a good job you know when you hear it from them you know that it it goes a long way i would say how hard is it to actually drive a monster truck it's not too bad um one thing i'd say i'm very thankful for is we did the monster jam triple threat series and in some small arenas you really learn quick um it's kind of not like your your average car where you only have so much room to navigate in that arena um so that's the that's probably the most important thing is knowing where your boundaries are. But it, it is pretty easy, you know. You your steering is your front your uh, for your front wheels, and then you got a toggle switch on the on your handle there for the rear. Um, it's just a lot more horsepower than your average car, but it's it's a lot of fun. Definitely a good feeling. Ha, 
have you worked on any of the the trucks that you've driven or the teams that you've worked for? Absolutely. So I've worked with a lot of independents. Um, so even from Matt Pegler-Rubo, you know, we'd work on the trucks um, with uh, Two Extreme Racing. Uh, me and Austin Mintons, we were teamed up. We would work on the trucks. And then uh, we were when we were on some of the tours, we were actually the only independents. So we were the crew guys and the drivers, um, you know, and the, it's a really good opportunity to do that. Cause you know what your truck is doing when you're driving that you're like, Oh, Hey, I think something's wrong. And then you go diagnose that. Um, it's definitely a good opportunity, you know, being able to work on your own truck. So I've always been really curious when it comes to monster trucks. I mean, obviously the tires are huge, but, um, are the, the, the parts that go into like the suspension and whatnot, uh, average size or are they oversized? Um, everything's pretty much oversized. So what's, um, what you see with the tires, um, they use actually a lot of tractor equipment and the same thing with, um, you know, when it drive shafts are about say maybe a little bit bigger. Um, I mean, the shocks are definitely a lot bigger. You ain't going to find it on no pickup truck. Um, I mean, there are some parts that do like, a, a lot of the, uh, rear ends and axles actually come off of military equipment as well. Um, that's found over some stuff is kind of hard to get even this day and time with supply shortages that's one of the trickiest things is being a team owner is just trying to get certain parts for your equipment to kind of make it down the road um how many arenas have you guys played or not played and driven in um it's so i think i've been driving since 2018 and uh with jim we almost do 60 shows a year um we'd go from big open tracks to small arenas where it's, you know, they put a hockey hockey rink or a basketball court in there where it's, it's tiny. I know the Pepsi center in uh, Denver, Colorado, it's, that's a small arena. It was so small. We actually had to do time racing where they couldn't have two trucks race at a time. Um, but it's been, if I'd say maybe almost doing it three years, probably done at least over 120 different venues. I would have to say across the board, even from where we were just were in, uh, Europe doing the concrete shows, um, you know, them some are small arenas and some really nice facilities as well. We've seen some cool places. Do you have a favorite? Um, and I, one of my favorite ones that's always been good to me was Dem- Denver, Colorado. That's where I got my first Monster Jam win. And um, thankfully, every time I've been there, I've at least won something if it was a Monster Jam or another independent show. So I've always just liked the Denver. The people there are great. Um, but some of the places we were in just Europe was a cool opportunity just to be somewhere, you know, it's very different from America. You know, a lot of people here speak English going there to different language barriers, different nationalities where people are coming from was a, a really cool eye opening experience though, what they lived through and what people lived through in America. Um, I guess one other place that's really one of my favorites is Newfoundland, Canada. Um, so we'll actually take a, we take a 13 hour ferry on there. So we'll actually put the monster trucks and the trailers in the boat and then ride over there and have to take a ship there. Um, it's definitely a cool experience. Um, it only comes there once a year for the fans, so they're they're pumped in, in it when it comes showtime because they only get to see it once a year because it's you have to ship them over there on the island, which the island is actually a 30-minute time difference from the East Coast. 30 minutes, not an hour. So wow. 30 minutes ahead of the East Coast. So when it, when it comes to racing overseas, is there a huge difference in the arenas and the way things are laid out? Um, I wouldn't say that. It's more the promoter. So Monster Jam kind of does their own thing, Hot Wheels, Monster Trucks Live. They, they uh, cater to the concrete show, kind of the maybe the old school uh, style. 
of it where the crush cars carvan car which each show i think um adds to its unique factor the hot wheels we actually did uh, more competitions in it um there's more little more you know hot wheels the branding of it kids when they we had a wheelies uh donuts long jump uh racing freestyle you know long jump is something we never really did in a lot of other monster jam or any other independent shows but something different and unique but um i think each show for fans um adds something different that's why you know fans to get a chance to go see each one of those different kind of shows that's very cool um who was your your favorite opponent that you've gone up against or opponents um i've i've gone against a lot of great competition um you know tyler menega you know that you see a video on him every week of something crazy he's doing you know it's cool just to you know be on tour with him um, even competing against Jim Creighton, you know, I mean, the guy's been there, done that, been around the industry, you know, world racing uh, champion, um, you know, they're very smart people. And that's, and that's what you got to do, even when it comes to working it or being around, being around smart people that can help you and just learn from other people to, hey, you know, try to try to approach or hit this jump this way or, you know, giving that good feedback, you know, and being around people like that, um, you know. Um, Craig Christensen, where I was just on tour with, you know, being around someone that's been around the industry too, you know, he's been with Jim, a lot of people have. So, you know, I've, I've worked with a lot of great people. Um, you know, I'm very thankful for all of them. Uh, do you have a, a driver that you looked up to, uh, before you got into the industry? Yeah, I would say, um, Bobby Z was probably one of my favorites monster mud. I remember always watching, uh, I think it was Monster Jam World Finals 5 of him just launching the truck over the uh, rock pile there and then the begging for bones thing. It, um, I, I, when I was a kid, I actually got to meet him. It was a cool opportunity, um, you know. And then how I, ironic I ended up getting to drive that same truck I kind of fell in love with as a kid, Monster Month. So um, Bobby Z was probably one of my favorites. That's very cool. Uh, what kind of stuff do you guys have coming up in the future? Um. So – you know, kind of taking each day at a time. Um, I've kind of got a couple opportunities lined up here to maybe do a couple shows this summer. You know, I'm always willing to, you know, do more uh, um, shows, you know, as long as people are calling. And, you know, hopefully, you know, I'd love to, you know, go overseas again. You know, we'll see what the future brings. Um, but, you know, just kind of taking it each day at a time. But, you know, definitely it's, uh, whatever happens, happens. That's it. That's it. So when it comes down to – adjusting for a jump um, or to hit a, to run over and crush a car a certain way. Is there a certain technique to doing that? Cause you guys make it look so easy. Um, I would say, I mean, there's, there's different ways you want to approach a jump. So, uh, you know, overseas we had crush cars and um, usually me and Craig would be the first ones to go in wheelies and our cars would be fresh cars. If you think about it, it'd be stout after a couple trucks to hit it, kind of smash it down. Um, so you'd kind of get a little more pop out of them, them crush cars and you'd look, the biggest thing is looking at the vehicle. What kind of vehicle is it like a little beamer where you can see it's going to crush in, or is it a really nice, expensive stout car? Um, you know, it's something I always look at. Um, sometimes if the engine's in there or how far the engine is placed, because you kind of want to hit your tire, your, what your left set or your closest set to hitting that engine. Cause you don't want to be over the trunk too much because the trunk will just give. So if you hit the, the trunk more it'll kind of it'll twist you it all just depends each each jump's kind of different sometimes there's a uh, k rails out there i think we had a uh, uh, k rails in where we were uh, a couple weeks ago I'm trying to think where we were uh, it was 
I don't know where we were at. It was an all-star monster truck show, but um, they had, it was kind of a dirt ramp. So, but the backside was kind of set up for wheelies. Um, there was no cars out there. So each show lends its own unique um, approach. Um, some jumps you see how, how steep the dirt is. Like you don't want to go when the, the ramp's this steep of dirt, you don't want to just go plow it at 30 miles an hour. You know, you want to maybe come up to it, lay your brakes down and then pop and then let your brakes, your, your shocks settle down and then gas it to kind of pop, pull that wheelie depending on what competition you are, if you're doing wheelies or freestyle or what move you're looking to do. Now, something that I found interesting, I've seen past Monster Jam shows where it kind of looks like as the truck's in the air, if they let off the accelerator or accelerate more, it kind of drives the position of how the truck's going to land. Absolutely. So this is one thing I kind of was, when I first started, you know, I was really green, not not knowing everything and you and it the more you're in the truck the more seat time you get the, the better you get and that's with anything the more you do something the better you'll get at it um so when you see like trucks when you're when you're in the air like this you want to you want to make sure you're kind of falling through the going through the air properly like if you're up like this you want to kind of brake check to kind of set your front end down but if you're like this you kind of really want to try to gas it to keep your momentum up because you don't want to land nose diving in so you kind of want to keep that constant flow because you want that truck to kind of land smoothly. You don't want it to land nosediving or landing on the back end. So, like, if you go up and hit your brake check, your, your truck's going to kind of go up and land the pogo like that. And that's stuff I've learned in the past, and it, it all comes with seat time, seat time, seat time. Um, that's very cool, because I was always wondering how exactly that worked. I mean, I figured it kind of uh, factored in with the tires, the way they were made and certain things like that. Yeah, you'd be very surprised on how much, you know, if you lay on the gas or or if you break it, it'll, I mean, you'll see in a lot of videos, like where you see people like lock up the tires, that's what they're trying to do because that momentum, if, you know, if you want to level or straighten it out or continue to kind of ride that. That's so cool. <laughs> um, so in the smaller arenas, is it more difficult to do more uh, jumps and, and tricks in the air and things like that? Um, I wouldn't say it's more difficult. You're just got to be more con, ca, uh, cautious of your surroundings. Um, their marina walls will come up quick and they're, they are very expensive. It's something you don't want to get into. Um, you know, just the safety aspect of the show. You want it to, you want to look, um, you know, where you know what you're doing. Um, but you just got to be very cautious. Mainly, you always want to make sure you're kind of, when you're aiming, you want to aim toward the center of the arena. You don't want to ever aim toward the walls because that's what will end up sending you that sideways. So, um, And like I said, the more you more do that, the more you understand your surroundings. So on the monster trucks, to kind of balance everything out, is it a, uh, a center engine truck or is it more towards the front or the back? or? So the, I think the only truck that has a front motor is uh, like the Max D monster truck. A lot of the other trucks, they have the, the rear the engine behind the cab. Um, so the weight will mostly be in the back. And some trucks I have driven um, are pretty light in the front. And I'll, you'll see like, I think the Devastator truck before where it had a lot of horsepower where it, you can see it do a wheelie from a straight dead stop. So um, depending on what the um, the owner of the monster truck would want to do with their truck, I mean, some really like to build them that way or however they want to build them, you know, to specify. But a lot of trucks, they'll run them in the rear um, behind the cab. Very cool. And are those typically they're they're four wheel drive or, or, or are they considered all wheel drive with today's technology? Um, they're pretty much uh, all wheel drive, four wheel drive. It just depends on um, 
the truck, the first one I ever driven Iron Outlaw was a, it had a locker in the back. So what that'll do is um, it, lockers really help for when you're doing donuts or a safe where it'll it'll lock your tire, catch it, and then be able to pull out of it. Um, I ran a um, uh, an open front end, which there's no locker in that, so the wheels just free spin. So uh, you can see it's not very good in the front for saves or um, doing donuts because the donuts will help the lock the locker will lock and help spin that truck around a uh, open front end really won't do that and that just depends on what the the owner of the truck wants to run their truck as some have open front end some have open uh, um, open rear ends it just depends on the setup very cool um and then of course the the bodies are fiberglass but is it kind of like a roll cage that's built around it yeah so they're they're all uh, uh roll cages um you know pretty good steel and you'll see there's uh, sometimes tubes going almost kind of right in front of the seat that'll help kind of support, you know, for trucks that do backflips, uh, you know, just in a case scenario. Um, each And each owner of the truck can kind of specify however they want to build their trucks. Um, there are other uh, builders out there, like Dan Patrick makes his own chassis. Uh, I think Eddie makes some of his own chassis. Just kind of how specifications CRD, um, there's quite a few of them out there, have different ways of making it. And Sometimes um, you'll look in places to maybe take out a couple bars to help lighten the truck up or to strengthen certain areas of the truck. Okay. And then um, one, one of the last things I wanted to ask you, or one of the few last things is as far as the tire size for the truck, um, I know when you guys, are, or I've seen uh, teams uh, put trucks in the trailers, they use a lot smaller of a tire, but, the tire that you guys use in competition, what size is that? So that's a 66-inch tall tire. Um, what they run in Monster Jam is a BKT is what that brand is. Um, you'll see a lot of other promoters they have, or a lot of other dry, uh, monster truck owners will have uh, Goodyear tires. Um, some Goodyear tires could be really, really bulky where the, the tread on them are very thick. Sometimes um, they'll get tires and shave them down. Um, a lot of them come from uh, tractor supply equipment, which you'll usually see on on fields and farms. Um, then uh, China tires, which their tires kind of made for that, that are a lot thinner, um, which each place you go, sometimes a, a thinner tire with no tread on it is better or vice versa. You know, if you're in a mud bog or you want to have some thick tread to kind of get in that mud to kind of get going. Um, but yeah, they're all about the same tire you'll see across the board and the same transport tires as well. Just, you might see different specifications on the, what the wheel looks like. Um, inside and then same with the transport tire and and is it true what i've heard that the air pressure you guys run in the tires is pretty low for the size tire it is yeah so uh what we usually kind of ran maybe 20 to 24 pounds per square inch um you'll kind of one thing to to tell on your tires is you can actually see like when you land kind of where your tire compresses um so sometimes you might have to put a little more air or a lot less air um, but yeah, we kind of ran them probably in that range, that twenty twenty four, just depending on if you have a China tire, or a BKT tire, or a Goodyear um, tire. Gotcha. That's very cool. I was always mm -hmm. curious to what the actual diameter of the tire is. I'm uh, when I'm not doing podcasts and whatnot, I actually work at Firestone, so you know I'm around tires all day, and I never knew how big they were. Yeah. So that's pretty wild. Is it? just like a standard type wheel most of the time as far as like a 16 or a 17 or uh that's about the same wheel kind of across the board just different specifications what they want to do inside i know uh, 
last week when I was with Donnie, had a little cutouts for so when uh, sometimes when you're washing your truck or you get water in them, so the water will actually come out of the wheel. Um, some don't have that, um, so sometimes you kind of got to brush it out, or sometimes water will sit in there and kind of cake up. Very cool. So, um, what do you have any towns coming up that people can try to uh, buy tickets to find you uh, race? Yeah, um, I'm supposed to be doing Cape Girardeau, Missouri next weekend. Um, we'll be driving uh, Aftershock. Um, and then I think they might have a show in Canada uh, a few weeks after that. Um, it's always changing. Sometimes, you know, someone needs a driver that weekend or, you know, someone else fills that, you know, just kind of going by season my pants. You know, like I said, hope to do some stuff this fall. Um, kind of working on another project, hoping to do a little more of that. So we'll kind of just see what the future holds, just kind of taking the day at a time and then once i kind of know more information i'll you know try to post it or kind of let people know and now i i found you on instagram but are you also on facebook or any other social media yeah so i try to kind of run it, it it's a lot when traveling just even to find a two minutes to try to post something or try to kind of keep people in that but i do have a you know a facebook and i think i i try to be on the twitter a little bit um it's just tricky sometimes but yeah tanner wrote monster truck and then same thing on instagram Instagram's a lot easier to post from because you can kind of post that and it'll go to Facebook and, you know, try to get the same post out there. Because some people have Instagram, some have Facebook, some, te- you know, TikTok. But. Yeah. 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 It, it can be very hard to juggle, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to talk with me. Um, you know, and I, I hopefully maybe one day you can come to, to my area where I'm at. I'm in Roanoke, Virginia, so you never know. Hopefully I can see you race one day. Oh, absolutely. That'd be awesome for sure. That would be very cool. Well, listen, I hope you have a good night. And it sounds like, you know, your career is on the up and up and the sky's the limit. So hopefully it does really well. I appreciate it. You know, you as well. All right, man. And I'll, I'll definitely let you know when this is getting ready to post. Yeah, that's fine. All right, man. Well, have a great night. You as well. All right. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.